Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours. And guess what, guys? You're fantastic. You really are. Thank you. I just ran into somebody in Korea who listened to our podcast. They're from New Jersey, and we just heard from somebody out in England who listens to us while they're falling asleep. Still can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we have such a diverse and cool community of people who ingest this content and we don't take that for granted for a second. We don't make this content for the sake of making content or for the sake of being another voice in the sea of voices. We really want to help you in your journey to building a life that you don't want to escape from. That's what we're committed to here at High Noon. And today's really an important key ingredient to that because today is all about dominating your schedule. Most of us are completely dominated by our schedule and we run around fulfilling commitments that we don't even know why we made in the first place and we don't feel fulfilled at the end of the day, which is why we want to escape. But what if your schedule every day reflected doing the stuff that you really care about, knocking out all the work that you said you were gonna do and you just feel so good at the end of the day? guess what? That's very much possible. And I'll tell you how to do it in this episode. Please listen all the way to the end because I want all of you to contact me in a specific way. And I won't tell you now, you got to listen to the entire episode. And then I want you to please reach out to me with your questions and your comments in a very specific way. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Andrew Love here. And Today, there's a lot of themes that come up when you take care of a group of people. And one of the issues that I've noticed with a lot of the people in our programs is their sense of being out of control, right? A lot of people in general, I was going to say young people, but that's not true. A lot of people in general really feel like a slave to their schedule. We hear all the time, I can't do that because of this. Well, I'd like to do this, but I can't because I have to do this. And when even those words, the choice of words of I can't because I have to, I have to do this, got a case of the have tos, how common is that? How many times have you said that? How many times did you say you wanted to do something fun or you wanted to work out and get really in shape or something like that, but you can't because you have to? You have to, you gotta, right? And so when you're in that type of a position, you are playing the role of an object to your schedule. Your schedule is the subject and you are the object, which means that your life is completely dictating to you how you should think and how to prioritize your time and energy and all that. And that's completely backwards. And first of all, I just wanted to say that a lot of people fit into that. Many people, probably all of us at some point in time. But I also wanted to recommend that it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. In the immediate short term, you might not be able to finagle things so much. You might not be able to maneuver things because you have commitments that you've already made, right? You already have a specific job. You already have maybe specific commitments to your family, to what have you. And that's fine. We can deal with that. We'll talk about that, how to deal with this in the immediate short term. But I also want you to think long-term that your life is meant to become more easeful the more that you have dominion over it, okay? And that is 
part of who we are as a movement is we're meant to have fulfill the three great blessings. And this is dominance is an interesting word. We're meant to have dominance over ourselves, over family, society, and in general, the world. The third blessing is kind of, it depends on who you ask, what that means. But typically, it's like your contribution to the world at large. And for the most part, we don't have dominance over any of those things. We really feel like a victim. We really feel like, okay, first blessing, I have no control over certain habits in my life. That's where Hanun comes in, right? Other people, relationships. I have no control over my relationships. I always feel like I'm a failure in my family. I know that comes up a lot in our podcast. Benji grapples with that a lot, that feeling of not being good enough. People could say I have bad friends. People could say I feel like a loser at work or at school. I don't feel powerful in these places, right? And then in terms of the third blessing could be wherever you go, your environment impacts you rather than you impacting your environment, right? Very common, all of these things. I just want to let you know, though, that not only is it a big part of our spiritual identity as a movement within the Family Federation or whatever we're called these days, we have many names, we go by many names, but it's not just like a general, I hope one day we can get there, but it's like a very much possible, it's in the cards for any of us at any time. It just takes practice. That's what the North Star goal is. It's there to kind of help you figure out from one quarter to the next how you want to dominate these areas of your life so that you can assert yourself not based on your ego, but based on the fact that you're a child of God and we're meant to have kind of dominion over the land, the sea, the cosmos, and we can, but we usually dominate out of dysfunction rather than health, okay? So we are absolutely meant to, now I'm using words like dominance and control, and that can sound very negative, but it's just meant to be, what I mean is to live intentionally so that you're constantly moving in line with the closest, clearest vision that you have for yourself based on your values, your principles, your virtues, these kind of things. So in the immediate short term, okay, I want to let you know that you will have commitments that you have in your life today, tomorrow, this week, this month, that it wouldn't really behoove you. It wouldn't do you well to just change all of a sudden, like, oh, I, my job stresses me out, so I need to quit right? That's not a very productive way of living because it's very reactive, okay? If you do have a job that stresses you out a lot or school, and this is very common in the people that we help, it could be the school itself, but it could also be just how you navigate within school or within work. Maybe you don't need to change your job. Maybe you need to change how you relate with your job. Okay, so if you're experiencing discomfort or stress, our job at High Noon is to help you to create a life that you don't want to escape from, that you can live not comfortably, but that you can really be comfortable in your own skin and be powerful, be powerful in your workplace or your school, in your home, in your head, in your friends, wherever you go, that you can feel that you are living in line with your ideal self. So like I said, you might have a lot of commitments that are in your life right now that maybe need changing. Maybe you do need to change your job or the focus of your schooling or whatever. But to change it immediately, again, is very reactionary, not so helpful. 
it's much better to figure out how to thrive within the schedule that you're already in right now. So I have some really cool ways of doing that that I've been implementing in my life because I love my work with High Noon. But if I do it wrong, then I just get stressed out and I'm just reminded of all the many things that I'm not doing or that we're limited in doing because of the size of our team, because of the size of our budget or whatever. And I'm not living within the realm of what I can do and how I can expand that, right? At the end of a workday, if I'm not focused on the good stuff, then I can end up feeling like a failure. And that's counterproductive. It doesn't really work. So what I've managed to do is dominate my schedule by creating a schedule where I get to do everything. I get to do the difficult stuff that I don't want to do, the boring stuff that I kind of don't want to do, the fun stuff that I really want to do. I get to do it all in an orderly way so that I can completely dominate my days so that they don't dominate me. And I can even do this. Like I'm recording this podcast from some office space in downtown Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia. So it works when you're traveling. It works all the time, anywhere, okay? And I want to let you know that this is a discipline that in and of itself is not easy. I struggle every single night to write down my schedule for the next day. There's something in me that resists it because I feel like I'm giving up my freedom. I just want to live willy-nilly, but I know what that adds up to, right? So I have found a way to be both creative and spontaneous and productive all by scheduling it all. And it sounds crazy that you can schedule spontaneity, but you can. It's really cool. So the first thing is I had this massive breakthrough in my own personal life where I realized that in my family, we enjoy going out for meals. We like dinner out, but I always struggled with this idea of like, well, how much is too much? And is this just a waste of money? Because after you go out for a nice dinner, you might feel nice for a bit, but then the reality sets in and you're like, how much did we just spend on that? We could have just made that at home. And then all of a sudden it's like this, we had fun, but then now I feel guilty. That doesn't work. So what I ended up doing is making a budget for something like going out for dinner because we like doing it, but there obviously is a threshold of how much we can based on how much money we have, but also how much is going out for dinner even healthy, right? There's certain oils that they use. There's a lot of sodium, a lot of salt and stuff like that. So is it even healthy? What we did is we created a budget for restaurants. But while I was at it, I made a budget for fun because my kids, guess what? They like to have fun. It's crazy. It's so annoying, those kids. I always wanted to have fun. But again, if we're going out every weekend all the time, is it going to be too expensive? Is it even going to be fun anymore if we go to bouncy castles Saturday and Sunday every weekend for infinity, forever? It's actually going to get boring. How much time do they just need to spend at home? And how much time do they need to go out into the world and have fun? And it turns out that there's a lot of different ways of having fun. And creating a budget helps you to figure out what's kind of important. Now, of course, this is a personal testimony and it's about money, but think about that with your own time. In your days, how many times have you struggled because you're watching YouTube and you're like, but I just want to watch YouTube for a little bit, but then you feel guilty. Maybe you watch YouTube for too long, but you don't know how long too long is because you've never had this conversation. So you're just going by your feelings, which is very reactionary and unproductive. 
Can you relate? Of course you can. We've all been there. But what if you budgeted in fun into your days, into your schedule? Now you're beginning to see the power of schedules. I love this stuff. It's just honestly something that I've been doing this late in my life. I'm 170 years old. You guys might not know this, but I drink a lot of water. And that's my secret. And it's taken me this long in my life to actually figure out how to create a schedule, not based on all the stuff that I have to do, but on also all the stuff that I want to do. And to find out that when you dominate your schedule like that, all of a sudden, you can kind of do it all. You can have fun and be hyperproductive and talk to your friends and hang out with your family all together. And maybe not always all the time equally, but then you figure it out. When you have this scheduling system, it actually it all evens out in the end. So I want to propose, first of all, that you do this the night before, not on a device with blue light, not on your phone, not on your computer. I did this for a while on Moleskin or like a notebook. And I would think about all the things that I need to do, all the stuff I have to do because why it's in my schedule. So meetings that I have any commitments that I have at home, lessons and stuff like that for my kids. So that's all got to factor into it. And then there's all the commitments that I have in terms of projects that I'm working on. That's for business, but it's also maybe for pleasure, right? Now I look at the next day and I figure out how to do it all so that I can manage my energy and have fun doing all these things, doing all of these fun, challenging, difficult silly, super serious, sad, happy, like the range of emotions to do all this in a way that kind of makes sense. And while you're doing this the night before, you're proposing what you would like tomorrow to feel like, to look like, to be. It's your hypothesis. And the more that you do this, the more that you get better at predicting how to have a certain type of day. Okay. Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, you will probably really enjoy our other podcast, The Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to create a smashing marriage and experience God in the process. And yes, we talk a lot about sex. We have incredible guest speakers that I think you're going to really love. All you have to do is search for Blessed Couple Podcast on your favorite podcast player or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks. Back to the show. So in this schedule, what I do is, like I said, the night before I look at all this stuff that I have to do because I've already made a commitment to it. And in terms of the five high noon virtues, that's integrity. So these are the things that I must do because I said that I will do them. Okay. Typically that's for me, it's meetings, right? So I look at that and I'll give you today as an example. Today I have four back-to-back meetings. So I had other creative projects that I wanted to do and I had to figure out, well, when's the best time to do those? I had already made this commitment for these meetings, but I also really want to do these other projects, one of them being this podcast, right? So I knew that if I just do four meetings in a row and then I do a podcast, this podcast is going to suck. It's not going to be good. So you know what I did? I scheduled this podcast after my lunch break After working out, I worked out during my lunch break because you kind of get better at figuring out what your energy levels are going to look like. So I made sure I wrote it on my schedule 
fast in the morning because I actually can see, and this is not life advice, I've been experimenting with myself for years on this, and I can tell for sure that I am much more focused at sit-down meetings on a computer, like on Zoom, if I'm fasted. My energy level is very consistent. I need a coffee in the morning, and that's about it. And then I'm zoned in, and I'm good to go. But if it goes beyond lunch, then my blood sugar level starts to dip and all this. So I fasted all morning, and I did those meetings. I worked out quickly, had lunch, and then I went back to it. And then my mind is in a completely different state, okay? And that's just me. I just wanted to kind of give you an example. Today was abnormal because I had meetings, but I figured out a way to look at that, see what I must do, and then figure out how to get the most out of it. Okay, so here are the categories that I would recommend you consider scheduling. There's all the tough stuff, stuff that is not fun to do necessarily, like having difficult conversations, somebody in your personal life that you might need to have a conversation, schedule that in. Schedule that in. If you just kind of leave it to, oh, I'll talk to them when I meet them or when it's convenient, you're never going to do it. Schedule it in. Working out. Write it down, the time that you're going to work out. Write it down. Commit to it. Even prayer. I started writing in when am I going to meditate? When am I going to pray? Because otherwise, it's kind of like that time disappears, especially at night. Oh, I'll get busy doing this or that, but I don't actually do it. So instead, I just schedule it in. And within that window, I can, like, I know myself. If I say I'm going to pray for 20 minutes, I'll be stressed out about how little time that is for 15 minutes, and I'll only get to pray for five minutes. So what do I do? I learn, and I schedule 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 minutes for prayer, depending on what I'm looking for. And in that time, I have room to breathe and have a sincere time, and I don't have to use it all, but I have that budgeted time for prayer, okay? So all the things that you kind of find difficult, schedule that in. Make time for it. Commit to it. Find accountability if you need it to do it and then do it, okay? Then there's all the boring stuff. Scheduling and all the boring stuff. How many people postpone doing taxes? Postpone doing that boring reading that you must do? Responding to that long email that you don't even want to read on your phone because it takes so long to read? If it's just like this reaction, you'll never get to it. But if you write it down in your schedule, you'll do it. Even sitting down with, if you're married, with your spouse and talking to them about something that you've been putting off, something really boring, all like a meal prep or something like that, write it down. Obviously, get consent from your spouse, but find a common time and then write it down. We're going to do this then. It's constantly shocking to me how effective this is. But on the other side of the coin, don't forget to schedule in the fun stuff, okay? Schedule in time to watch videos if you really, really want and you really value them. But make sure that it's on your time that you've scheduled and not because you're avoiding something or incidental because you accidentally were on Facebook because you're supposed to check a message, but then you saw the video and you clicked on that video and then you're just now watching videos. Nothing like that. So that it's intentional. That's really, really important. What about going for walks? I find that going for walks midday really clears your mind and it segments your day. Instead of having a never-ending day that starts at, say, 9 o'clock and ends at 5, why don't you break it up into parts so that you go for a walk, 
you breathe some air, you have some new thoughts, you can listen to an audiobook or not. Maybe you just listen to the birds chirp, whatever you think, but just to move your body, schedule it in. If you want snacks or treats, schedule it in, right? If it's part of a plan, it's not bad. If you feel like treats at a certain time help you to feel rewarded and they're within the amount of calories that you want to ingest every day, great. Do it. Go ahead. It's like you see the difference that if it's done intentionally, you get to have your cake and eat it too. Literally, you get to do the fun stuff, but it's on your terms. It's not as a reaction. This is a fundamental shift in how most of us live, which is very reactionary. Oh, I'm hungry. So you go to your, I don't know, you go to your fridge. But are you hungry or are you just sick and tired of that email you're writing or you're just bored or whatever? So if it's done intentionally and it's in your schedule, all of a sudden you get to have that tasty treat and it's a part of the life that you intend on living. It's win-win, okay? So I honestly believe that social media is quite productive in the right way. If you use it in the right way, in the right time, then it can really help you learn stuff. I've been using Instagram quite a bit to learn about AI. And my algorithm knows this. So it knows. It never like shows me girls in bikinis at this point. Even Instagram thinks that's laughable for me. They're like, oh, this guy doesn't like that stuff. But he really likes learning about AI technology. You know why? Because I've been actually implementing some of that stuff in high noon. I'm constantly learning. But I only go into Instagram if I know I'm going for a specific reason because I have a few people that I follow that give you kind of new tools, new resources in that world because I want to implement them in high noon. So it's win-win. But again, not as a reaction, but as a part of my plan, as part of my schedule. I don't want to go too long. I hope this makes sense. But if you take the time the night before to look at your day, all the stuff that you have to do because of your commitments, all the stuff that you know you should do, all the stuff that you want to do and everything in between, and then you organize it into kind of a time frame that you think is reasonable. I always work in terms of creative work, in terms of emails, even in terms of this podcast right now, in 90-minute chunks. I'm recording this very much a part of a 90-minute chunk, okay? This is the second half of a 90-minute chunk. The full disclosure, the first half is like I'm learning about LinkedIn for high noon because somebody in our high noon world wants our LinkedIn account to be more, I don't know, professional. We didn't have a LinkedIn account. And this request was like directly to me. First of all, can you make an account and can you make it professional? I was like, I want to do it for this person. And so I said, yes. But inside, I don't want to do it at all. So what did I do? I divided it up throughout a few sessions of these 90 minutes where the first half of my 90 minutes, I just was researching LinkedIn, how to make it better, how to make it look more professional. That was the first half of my 90 minutes. Second half, I'm doing this podcast and I'm preparing for another podcast that I'm recording tomorrow. That's the power of this. So I'm getting these things done and in the right order that allows me to have focus and feel accomplished and checking things off my list. It's so cool, guys. I'm not saying this. There's so many people giving advice online and it's what works for them or whatever. These are tried, tested, and true things that I've been using myself and I've been advising people, my mentees, and different things that I know yield results. And you can find your own kind of tricks and tactics to make it work for you. 
But the main gist is that you create a schedule that is like a hypothesis for your best day possible. You write it down in as much detail as possible and you stick to that plan. Come hell or high water, right? If you need it, you send that schedule to somebody and you ask for accountability and then you try like crazy to stick to the schedule. Today, I had one meeting that went 30 minutes too late, so I had to adjust the schedule, but I just stopped, adjusted my schedule and went back to it. It was fine. It all worked out. So please, the idea of dominating your schedule is gives you freedom. It seems in the beginning like you're losing freedom because you're scheduling everything. You're scheduling fun, even scheduling snacks and all this stuff. But actually what it does is it gives you the power of intentionality to dominate all things in your life so that you can actually win and have more freedom at the end. It's really cool. I really recommend it. If you guys have any questions about different tips or techniques, reach out to me. Reach out to me on Instagram specifically. Here's my challenge to you. Everybody emails us, I guess, because they think we're really old. And I think that's how Benji and I have been advising people to get in touch with us is through email. But get out. Unless you like banned yourself from Instagram and then email us and let me know that you've banned yourself from Instagram. I get that. It's a quagmire for many people. So don't feel inclined to go to Instagram if you don't naturally go there. But if you're on there already, use it for good and reach out to me and let me know if you have any questions or comments or anything about dominating your schedule. It's been a slice of heaven being here with you today. I feel so good recording this. I miss you guys so much and I'll be in touch. Take care. Hey everybody, Andrew Love here. And I just wanted to let you know that we have completely revamped our offering known as the Ascend Program. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you know that the Ascend Program has been our flagship porn recovery program for years. And we've added a lot of content, we've tweaked things here and there, but recently we've completely done an overhaul in terms of our approach to recovery. And here's why. You see, originally we tried to appeal to everybody and we just let everybody come in. Anybody who said that they wanted to tackle porn, we just let them join. And there's a very low barrier of entry. But what we found was that a lot of people who thought they were ready to tackle their porn addiction or who kind of wanted to, they didn't always show up in the best way and they in many cases brought the group dynamic down and so what we've done is we've made the barrier of entry a little higher and in turn we've made our offering much more powerful let me explain so when you sign up now there is a small fee for everybody to sign up but you get that money back once you finish that quarter it's in kind of an escrow as a challenge for you to take your time more seriously because if you put money into something and you're only going to get it back out if you really try if you really attend your classes if you really do all the work then guess what your motivation to do that work is much higher so that's the first thing. Second thing is we are, of course, offering our weekly call groups as a part of the Ascend program. So you'll have your group that you meet with every single week, and that's super important. But in addition to that, you're going to get daily accountability. You'll be able to message with somebody every single day in order to stay on track with your North Star goal. And more than that, every quarter you get two one-on-one -on -one calls with a high noon staff. That is a one-on-one -on -one call where we do a deep dive into where you're at and where you're going. 
and we help you to diagnose precisely what actions will be most useful for your time, for your energy, so that you can get the biggest results for your energy spent. So we are doing our best here at Highland to make sure that you grow the most in the shortest amount of time. It's all a part of our new roadmap that we've created. Anyway, we've been doing this for a while, but we are always getting better and better. And this quarter, the first quarter in 2023 is going to be monumental. So please sign up for this Ascend program. Take it super seriously and just watch what happens. Watch how your life transforms in a short period of time.